0: Do you ever wish your diapers had prints? Prints like the ones you wore as a kid. I know you can squish, and I'm here to convince those kinky dreams diapers you won't want to rid. Put any print, any print that you find. As long as you find it, they'll make it on time. These custom-made diapers, they'll feel like a dream. A dream I am having for you and for me. Use promo code PLAYTIME, it's spelled with a Y, for 10% off your total supply. Because Kinky Dreams diapers are the diapers for you. They'll make your little dreams, your little dreams come true. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pants. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsies Nook, we take a moment of silence for the victims of the Colorado Springs LGBTQ nightclub shooting. Plus, I sit down with the hosts of the podcast, What's the Safe Word, to talk about the ABDL fetish and the future of Twitter. This week in Newsy's News, at least five people are dead and 25 others wounded in a shooting at an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs, Colorado, over the weekend. Authorities say the suspected shooter, identified as a 22-year-old man, is in custody and receiving medical treatment. The shooting at the bar, Club Q, is being investigated as a potential hate crime. Police are praising at least two heroic people inside the club who confronted the gunman and stopped the attack. I have seen at least one post of someone within the ABDL community knowing a victim in the shooting. Let us take a moment of silence for the victims. I will have a link to the CNN article that has the names and the backgrounds of the victims. If you would like to make a donation to help the victims, I have posted a link to the official donation site posted by Club Q in the show notes. This week in Newsy's Nook, you don't have to be into a kink to be supportive. This is the sentiment Pup Amp, the co-host of the podcast, What's the Safe Word, posted after a tweet said that he doesn't support the ABDL community. I extended an invitation to Pup Amp and his daddy, Mr. Christopher, to come into Newsy's Nook and talk about that tweet, his stance on the ABDL fetish, and we also go over the future of Twitter. Well, thank you, Pup Amp and Mr. Christopher, for coming to Newsy's Nook. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Nice to be here. Thank you for coming here. So the reason I reached out was I saw a tweet accusing you, more specifically PUPAMP, of not being supportive of the ABTL ABDL community. What was your what was your reaction when you saw that tweet?
1: I think accusing is such an accusing word. I, I wasn't I, I was just kinda like, okay, I don't I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm sorry if I and of course, there was an instance, someone felt that there was not enough attention and I was probably working. And so I was like, I'm sorry, not my intent. Here's where I la- like, here's where I land. I think that a lot of the time, and I think daddy could speak to this as well, um, that we're doing events and stuff. It's, it's, it, you're trying to, you know, make time for everyone. And sometimes when we're doing our job, which is generally working, uh, Mr. S at these events, we're doing 10 different things. We're juggling people. We're helping people get a harness
2: on or a chassis device or, So, and usually Amp is working harder than me. (laughs) So (laughs) I think in this particular instance, um, he probably was helping someone. And and the other thing you have to remember, when you're doing a booth, our booths are like eight to 10 hour days. So it is hard to be on and smiley and happy for eight to 10 hours for everyone coming by. And so I think, and I, I mean, they're going to catch you in a lull sometimes they're going to catch you when you just finish eating and you kind of want to nap and so you're not as bubbly as you are other times so i think that they caught maybe amp in a lull um or he was working on something and they just judged his demeanor as being mean, mean. My, the emphasis on mean no, no. Uh, i i think that i think
1: i i know because i hear it even from friends that i'm intimidating and i don't get it <laughs> No, people he are like you beats look so me every night. <laughs> <laughs> people people think that I, I... because when you're on uh, content, podcast, video, whatever, the energy's heightened. There's there's a there's a certain uh, like air of yes, this is being filmed and the, being yes, bubbly you need to be big, bubbly, big and there's a little bit more energy to it. I'm very nice when you get me like talking in person, but I'm not ah, 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 like there's no background music when you talk to someone in person. There's no there's no tone that you get from that. So
2: sometimes it can be a little less stoic. Can, well. Okay. Your words, not mine. I know, but <laughs> I mean, in your, in your downtime and your off time, you, you have a very relaxed face. Yeah. But, cause, um, Cause
1: when you're on, you're on and when you're off, you're off.
2: Whereas me, I'm just happy all the time. I'm there just, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just drawn that way. I can't, I can't help it. Right. I wish you would. <laughs> Unless i drawn grumpy. that way. And then i'm grumpy daddy and i'm branded that way so it's so, fine. so to answer the <laughs> question when i saw the tweet, i was just like
1: well that's not fair <laughs> but also i get it and hey here's where i land like i can't do anything but tell someone where i'm at and how i actually am when someone assumes and that, that's right. what it was was an assumption
0: right and it must be hard because you know you guys are such well-known sex educators online that you can't represent every kink that's out there so you know If you're not, if you're not wearing a, you try, I know I saw you wear a (laughs) diaper. I was very proud, but you know, I totally, I totally see like, you can't expose every kink that's out there. So I can totally see the sentiment of thinking like, oh, maybe they're, maybe they're not supportive of this kink, but you actually came out with a quote later saying, you know, people are allowed to not be into a kink and still be supportive. So my question to you (laughs) is how do you show support of a kink if you're not into it? By not yucking
2: it. I don't think I don't think you have any instance of amp anywhere yucking ABDL or any other kind of kink. That's never happened. That's just think. not in his DNA. So, and there are a lot of kinks <laughs> he's not into. He's not into needles, he's not into impact play, he's not into ABDL, and this is all fine. He doesn't care that anyone else is into that. Um, he's, he's just not personally into it. See, right? but and even to that, even to that, like,
1: uh, you can be, you can be supportive of a thing that you're not into. I think that's just a, a very easy fact that you can kind of wrap your mind around. Um, but I, I've also, I've tried diapers on before. Like I've, I've played with ABDL players. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be posting a, it all online though. Like what people don't see is what they don't see. And that's where assumptions come in because people don't see the play that happens behind the scenes or See the people that we have on, con- like people are always complaining that we're not doing enough insert A B C D, but then they don't do the work of saying, oh well, have they done A B C and D? You know, like people will be like, well, you you never talk about diapers, and I'm like, no, we have two podcasts now that we've had A B D L
2: players on. We've, we've had, had baby two videos Donny on, yeah, yeah talking about it, it's, and I've publicly so played, and <laughs> so like it, it, I've put it out there. Yeah, Amps never had a problem with that. So, um, and has been very supportive.
0: (laughs) Well, let's, let's go into that for a second. Let's pull back the diaper, so to speak. So you both said (laughs) that you have worn before. Just give us the flavor. What did, what did you think about it? Like, was it, were you like feeling the fantasy Were you like, I could see how people could be into this. What was your feeling about it? Um, I, I always, I I think that I can always
1: see how people are into something. We're all into something that's a little different than, than the, the, the general basis. I think it's just being able to say like. Oh, that person likes to eat pizza. And while I don't like pizza, I like to eat Chinese food. So like it's similar but different, you know? Right. Um, and for me, I, I get it. I I there are aspects to ABDL play that I absolutely like are in tune with. While I don't like wearing diapers, like I love seeing people that are humiliated, or of course, consensually, or that are feeling like embarrassed, or like the power exchange that happens there, because that power exchange that can happen with diaper play. Can happen with bondage can happen with chastity can happen with puppy play and sometimes there's overlap sometimes there's not but there is a, always that that level playing field of like you enjoy a thing insert reason i enjoy a similar thing insert that
2: similar reason so you just touched on something that i have come to discover with abdl as well and so you, you your first what you touch me hmm? or me or, or newsies show Who? me on this doll where the oh, oh, okay. okay um <laughs> So what I've kind of discovered with it is there's kind of two different types of players into ABDL. And uh, one is, one gets a comfort from it and a regression, an age regression Mm -hmm. uh, of feeling little and Mm -hmm. feeling taken care of and nurtured and, and, and stuff. And then the other... Which is more appealing to me because of my BDSM background is the humiliation factor of it yeah. and being forced to do something and stuff. That's the part I like. Now, when I was introduced to it by Baby Donnie, I mm-hmm. actually was in. He, he's a big buff guy, yes. used to be a Marine or military, big and baby. a big baby and fucking hot. And Very he. Hot. Putting him in in a diaper was like a huge turn on for me, and then he would regress into baby Donnie and yes. and and become a little and stuff. And I didn't know how I felt about that at first, but then I really kind of got into it. I became oh, like I am a daddy. I'm, I'm nurturing, and and the more he enjoyed it, the more I got into it. Now, for me personally, those roles reversed. I don't get into the regression, the age regression at mm-hmm. all. That that does nothing for me. Right. I, I'm I'm a 54 year old man. I I, I <laughs> I'm feeling like that ship sailed for me. It's gone, <laughs> gone. But I do. I'm into chastity and water sports. And so when uh, my latest experience with the uh, diaper Dobie, um mm-hmm. he padded me up in chastity with a plug up my ass pissed down it made me piss in it and then vibrated my cage till I came and he put the diaper on super tight super tight um so it just felt like a tourniquet around my crotch um I know I'm turning people on right now um (laughs) yeah fuck. and then I came this huge load in it and then had to waddle home that was amazing for me. It was an amazing experience that I had never thought I would enjoy so much. And it was really the dynamic of the person I was with, and it was the humiliation of me being this big dom daddy. Um, yeah, you being are being forced. Yeah, I am. It being forced to wear a diaper and then go out in public in it, and um, that was super hot to me. But again, I didn't want to act like I was three or four. And but I right. get that lots of people love that because it's a comfort level for them.
0: Right, because kinks have various degrees, right? Like you can't look at one kink and be like, oh, you know, look at it and be like, that's exactly how that is, right? Different kinks have different levels and degrees. And so, of course, ABDL has that same thing. It has different levels. They have the age regressors. They have the people who just like humiliation and wearing the diaper. And of course, your experience sounds very hot. And I would love to see that on camera if it it was ever filmed. (laughs) There are parts of it that are filmed. Ooh, check out com.
2: there you go put that plug in That's i awesome. totally plugged it um, and the diaper kept the plug in i could not push it out
0: that is you know what i'm trying plugs too and that is the one thing i am enjoying with diapers is that it keeps everything in there right it's just yeah. that extra little support that you need um so my question to you and i'm so glad that you both have tried it because i feel a lot of people who are in the abdl community always feel like there's this taboo against the kink. In your experience being so well traveled and going to different kink events, do you feel like the ABDL kink has this taboo associated with it?
2: Yeah, I I I I I see it. I I I feel it especially with people my age group mm-hmm. and because it's a kink it's under our fetish umbrella, but I think a lot of like leather men have a huge problem problem with diapers. It just it just Turn off for them. Um, and they don't think that it should be part of our community. I see that. Um, I may have felt that way myself like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Canceled. <laughs> please don't cancel me. <laughs> I, I've evolved. No canceling. He wore a diaper. <laughs> Leave him alone. I, I wore a diaper. Yeah. Please don't come for me. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I think it's just, you know, people fear what they haven't tried or fear of the unknown. So, I think it's becoming I, I now see the booths at all every kink event. I think it is a fetish that is growing, much like the puppies took off eight years mm-hmm. ago, nine years ago, um, and the leathermen were not into the puppies either. Um, when that first happened. Oh, um, I didn't know that.
1: Oh, there was a whole thing. Oh there was a yeah. whole thing at a specific convention where someone grabbed another person by the throat until Puppy gate. Yeah, well, I don't. Well, that's what you're calling
2: it. Maybe. I call it puppy
1: gate. Um, but to to the question, not to get too distracted. Like, yeah, there have been instances and events where people found adult diapers, and like there was cancellations, and I think I think there was even a furry convention where like someone was put their adult diapers in the main space garbage cans, and people were like really upset about All it, right. you know. And I I I get I get that people get like annoyed by that kind of shit, literally in this case, I suppose. But there's an unfair bias and assumption that people are just being inappropriate. You know, that word inappropriate comes up a lot when you talk about sex and kink, Mm -hmm. when it's really just a misunderstanding of and a stigmatization of something that they don't personally understand because they're not giving it a chance to be like, oh, wrap their mind
2: around that. Well, and I think both in both instances that we're talking about, too, uh, like the puppy gay instance, the puppy was being like very and a little bit on the obnoxious side and i think that sometimes uh when you get into your little space too and you start acting like a child and uh that can be jarring for somebody trying to be super masculine Mm -hmm. and seeing that happen around them so i think that's kind of maybe the disconnect but i don't know
0: right so my question to you is it so it sounds kind of like a lot of people who are against it from what i'm hearing is more of a misunderstanding right they've never they've never tried it they've never associated being with it do you think a lot of this fear or misunderstanding misunderstanding could be dissolved by being more open to kinks trying kinks trying different kinks that maybe you might dab not dabble in all the time
2: sure But I think it's more of education and seeing it visibly out there. And so I think when it was a very small niche, it was very easy to look down on. But now that it's growing and more people are doing it, I think it's going to be harder for people to not accept it.
1: Yeah, people are always going to have stigmas. Um, I mean, some people are never gonna come around and and experience stuff, but that's you can't force people when you when you try to force people or put it like push it out there and put it in their face, that's when you get people that start really complaining is like or you well, try I'm to, tired of seeing this. Or wow. you try to call them out on Twitter. That's that's a... well and I think <laughs> I think part of that comes from that's well, never though, good. Part of that comes no. from an overstigmatization though that these people go through and they feel like I get it. Like when puppies were getting attacked quote unquote because they were too obnoxious like I felt frustrated by that But at the same time, I realize that you can't you can't like attack your allies because then you got no one, you know. Right. Right. And the people that are just that are just fine with you existing and doing your own thing. That doesn't mean that they're against you. That just might mean they're not interested in your thing and they're letting you live and you let them live. And we all coexist.
2: There's got to be respect on both sides
1: because we're sharing the same space. Respect's a big thing. And just destigmatizing and educating is, is a whole other thing, but just is equally important.
2: Right. Yeah, if only you were nicer to them at the conventions, though. I'll take a nap next time, I promise. <laughs> Maybe. Do, need, do I need to pad you and put you down for a nap?
0: <laughs> there you go. Naps are helpful, even Naps for puppies. Um, See,
1: they should
2: have understood that. You just need to nap. I hate napping, though. I just I, know. Don't,
1: I don't nap, I sleep. I can do a 10-minute nap like I can't, that. I, I can can't. fall. If I fell asleep for longer than 30 minutes,
0: I'm not going to get back up. Oh, no. I want to sleep. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. Once I nap, I'm done for the day. I'm like, we're done no. here. I can't get through the day without a nap. Maybe I am. (laughs) Maybe you're regressing backwards. Maybe
2: I am regressing because
0: I need a nap every day or I'm grumpy daddy. (laughs) There you go. So we brought up a very keen idea, visibility, right? Visibility is very Mm. important for a kink to be understood, to be seen, to be exposed. Mm. So let's say I am going to... Let's give the example of Claw. And I know Claw is being, a, a ABU, which is a diaper company, is sponsoring Claw. But let's say I'm going to Claw and I already know that there's going to be older kinksters that probably don't want to see me, a diaper boy, being there. Should I still wear the diaper there? Should I still be a representation of my kink in a kink space, even though I may know that there's, there's going to be people there that may not support my kink being there?
1: I mean i it's this is this question could be put to any event and anything right uh, much like pro, people are like no kinks of pride like as long as you're following the rules of the established place you're going to you're allowed to be there yeah, that's kind of my fears. yeah if someone else is you can't you can't this is this is when we get into like the the comfortability politics you're not going to be able to keep everyone comfortable you know mm-hmm. someone's always going to be uncomfortable by something whether it's a loud noise or or someone dressed a certain way that they does not match your ideals you can't you can't police someone wearing things that are literally following the rules of an event. So, I would say and, no, don't. And I would also challenge
2: people. the the fact that it's just the older kingsters. You got a lot of people like uh the West Hollywood crowd, a gays and stuff coming through. They're also looking down their noses at that too. Um it's not just older old guard kingsters. Right, right. Fair. Sure. You're but very I,
1: I think the easiest way to 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 dispel that person is to be like I'm dressed. Just do it. I'm
2: dressed for the <laughs> event. I am following. And be the super goals. cute. I think that's the key. I think yeah, you have to called. be super cute in it. If
0: you're gonna do, you, it, be, do, sure. it do it, do it cute. Can
1: you be a, Can you be cute for me, please? <laughs> uh, for audio, audio though. For some people, that, like how would how would you respond? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you? You? Okay. Uh,
0: sure. <laughs> sure. We were going for cute. We got Butch, but, <laughs> but close enough. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Well, stop it. Well, let's on the topic of events. You know, I feel like a lot of people now in the like I would say in the last three years, I've seen a lot more diapers being shown at kink events, which is a very big Mm -hmm. change from when I first started in this kink. Are you being being veterans to going different going to different kink events around the country? Are you seeing more diaper wares at kink events? I am. Yeah.
1: Oh, we definitely I say the last boost. four years.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. Actually having visibility at boosts has been helpful, especially
2: for people just to, to feel comfortable, I think. Um, yeah, I would just say yes. Yeah, I think that I, I say it more often. <laughs> and 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 unabashedly, too. I say it a lot more. And I think Twitter was a big uh, way to push out and promote that, too, because now I see it all over Twitter.
0: So now that you have said the T word, I would like to ask the question of the T word. <laughs> we uh, we have Elon Musk that now owns Twitter and we have this Talk about someone who
2: needs a diaper.
0: He might need one, you know? It feels like there's a lot going on there and he's just very angry and he doesn't know what to do with his toys. He's a T- big baby. There you go. Hopefully he doesn't cancel me or delete my Twitter. I don't. Yeah, I think it'll just break on its own. You're you're fine. But, you know, you bring up a good point. Do you feel like Twitter is going to go through what Tumblr went through a couple of years ago? Do you think we're going to have a downfall of Twitter?
1: No, I, no. I so here's my take. And. Uh, to the point where, like, I don't know why people think that we know the the, yeah. the ins and outs of Twitter. We do not work on Twitter. <laughs> like, I was getting a drink at the bar the other night, and the bartender's like, okay, so I need to know your specific opinion as a social media person. I'm like, eh.
0: <laughs> You're like, I post just as much as you do.
1: <laughs> I, honestly, um, I, I'm actually gaining more followers since Musk started owning Twitter, and I think that's because he broke the algorithm so bad that, so like, I've left shadow banned. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, my, my real take, though... The whole Twitter's over party, the Twitter's ending or whatever hashtags were trending for, like, an entire day. I mean, I I believe Elon Musk when he says that Twitter has more tweets going out than ever because everyone's, like, joking
2: and dunking on Twitter. Uh, Yeah, amazingly, they're using Twitter to complain about Twitter. Yeah. More so than ever. Genius. (laughs) But genius, though. Like, on Musk's end, genius. I know. I don't know if he planned it that way. No, probably not. I don't know if it's genius. But but even to the – the Tumblr of it all,
1: people are still going back and using Tumblr now that they've, you know, laxed the rules a bit. But it's not going anywhere. So literally, also... Twitter won't go anywhere either. It's too established. It might get less traction. It might even have some faulty issues as, you know, he continues to ride it into the ground. But it's not going to, it's not just going to disappear,
2: I don't think. And like... the Tumblr and Twitter thing are two separate issues sure. because Tumblr kind of stops you. Yeah, because SESTA-FOSTA laws came out and they could not enforce the the rules under SESTA-FOSTA with pornography uh, on their platform. And so everyone just shut down p- pornography. And when that happened, people fled their sites. Mm-hmm. Twitter did not. And I have no idea how they got around it or if it, they just were never prosecuted. But I've been saying this for years Twitter is the last free platform that you can put porn, and not just porn, extreme porn, like yeah, with ABDL. Out there. With it, there's a lot, and, and you know there's bad porn on there too. It's just it's not being policed and monitored. I, I think Twitter is just so big they don't think anyone's coming for them. No. So what will what's different in this? But I, I need to correct you
1: because that's not factual what? or correct because you're speaking. You're speaking of uh, your assumptions, Twitter has tried to crack down on the 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 inappropriate stuff, the, the, the kids stuff that right. shouldn't they, be on the internet. They like blur out
0: the photo and they're like, this may be sensitive. And I'm like, I'm literally standing here. And yeah, I'm talking about underwear. child pornography. We're
1: people. talking about why there are issues with Twitter though, and and to the degree that they've tried to put in and make systems that would essentially categorize imagery and make sure that stuff doesn't get posted or reposted. Um, um but their algorithm is not good at it, as well as there's just so much spam there that even when they try to put in algorithms at work, as you said, I'll put a picture of me and, and daddy just standing in our clothes and it'll be marked for sensitive content because I've used the term like sexy and daddy or something in the tweet. Right. Right. Even though we're fully clothed, I quite literally kind of full circle p- posted a picture of the new Tumblr guidelines mm-hmm. th- where they said that they're going to be more laxed, but really there's just saying you can post artistic nudes but no boner anyway right posted a picture of the updated guidelines and because i use terminology about guidelines and sex and nudity that post was restricted and and gate like age gated because it was talking and had nudity and sexual content
2: quote-unquote in the the picture
1: like it's it's so broken everything's broken
2: nowhere in this conversation about twitter going down has been pornography yeah has been It has all been politics, free speech, and Trump being on it, da 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 da. But nobody has touched pornography, and I don't even know why the Christian right hasn't jumped on that one. Um, but they've tried.
0: Right. If but, Twitter's but, gonna but, fall, but... it's not gonna be because of your ass yeah. pics. It's probably gonna be because of Elon <laughs> Musk. Um,
2: yeah, yes.
1: it'll be because of the Musk, the Musk pics.
2: Yeah. But he also he also likes porn, so I don't think he's going yeah, to... So, and I think if he, there's an opportunity. To monetize porn kind of like an OnlyFans model through Twitter, which they did look at two years ago. Um, I think he would jump on that. Again, one. they're not going to do that though, for the same reason. They're they're they they're,
1: they're, they're, they'd have to do an age verification, they don't have a system that works properly, they'd have too much inappropriate shit getting posted and reposted, and they don't have a system. Well, to... they already
2: have too much inappropriate shit being but posted and reposted. That's why what's so the difference leaning into it specifically? Yeah, but that's the difference. But if OnlyFans, just for fans can do it and monitor it. They just have to put that system in place. They could do it.
1: Right. No, they, they can't
2: do they it. Could do they could. They've literally tried. So like,
0: we're saying, tw- no, we're not. You're you're just making it up again. Anyway, it next could question. <laughs> you know, so I guess the final point. I'll, so you're not worried at all. You're you're not planning a plan B. You're not like, hey, uh, you know, if Twitter goes down, find me here. You're like Twitter. probably. No, isn't gonna I, be I'm, go you know, I will say. That through all of this, I think myself
1: and daddy with, with our content and branding, we've done a pretty good job of diversifying Yeah, even if so. And so like, yeah, I would be super upset if my Twitter went poof and just disappeared. But we, we have Instagram, we have our YouTube, we have, you know, Twitch and other platforms where we regularly do stuff. I, I would... I would very people much still
2: be able to find us.
1: Yeah, people would be able to find us, but I would very much still push people to make sure you have your content in other places or have profiles elsewhere or like even a link tree because people don't even like think about put all your links in one spot mm-hmm. that you put at the very top of your your whatever link at the top of your profile wherever you're at. That way people know where to find you, know how to find your content if you, if something does disappear. Would I be upset? Yes, my Twitter disappeared,
2: but we have stuff to fall back on. And again, I and this has happened so many times. Yeah, that something else comes up and takes its place. We
1: we've itself. seen so many deplatforming of things or websites going really hard and strict. Um,
2: I Twitter I, would just be the biggest one.
1: Yeah, actually. but I don't think that it's now. I don't think at this point in time we need to be like everyone jump shit right this second. Like, ah.
2: you, you you're too young to remember. MySpace did this. Blogs Blogspot did this. Tumblr did this. Young. Excuse uh, me, sir.
0: I was alive during MySpace. I'm not that young alive yes but were you using my space no correct i stand corrected this is what i'm saying (laughs) we've seen
1: we've seen platforms come and go so quickly i think twitter doesn't really have too many red flags besides of course the owner being a red flag like it's it's still a platform it's still working well enough and as we saw the twitter is over today party
2: it didn't end it's still there right i right. mean yes. everyone said this when blogspot went down because blog blogspot was the only place you were putting up porn blogs um and then when that went down everyone's like oh my god what are we gonna do what are we gonna do
0: and then tumblr came up so there's always gonna be something else the internet was built for porn. Yeah. like there, there you go so a, another topic i would love to pick your brain on is right you play a very interesting role of being you know through your platforms and through your content sex educators right and i feel like a issue you always run into on youtube i feel more specifically is youtube saying your content is too sexual and your defense is no i'm trying to We're just to, drawn I, that way. We're just drawn that way. So yeah. do you feel are you <laughs> are you finding that more with these platforms that you're being censored as these platforms grow and grow and grow? Yeah. And
1: uh, that comes again with being on the internet for 10 plus years when something doesn't perform well, or when a video is like, you know, not doing great, there's almost always a few flags and I'm like, it's probably that, that, or that. And then it's not going to do well here because of this keyword. And because we talked about this topic, it's probably not going to be shared as equal. Like there there's, you, you learn like any profession, you, you learn the ins and outs and you kind of have a, a sixth sense about it, you know? Like, you know, when something's going to be really good or when it's not going to do well. And then or maybe like a photo gets restricted or, or taken down. You usually know why that photo was removed or you just feel the platform is becoming more stringent and more um, restrictive of content like that. And we saw that a bunch of Instagram when they started going after gay people and like, you know, but but Kylie, like the Jenners and, and Kylie could post like her asshole on on her main Instagram profile just fine. Right. But then you get like some some sex workers following the rules and just wearing underwear, but covering all the nudity bits, getting absolutely restricted and deplatformed. We, we, we see the sex negativity, but we, I will give sex workers and sex educators a credit. Like we do a pretty good job of working around the rules and still falling within that gray area and doing our best to be visible. You know, at least that's my experience.
0: Do you think we would have a more educated queer community, kink community? whichever community you, you decide to pick on um do you think there would be more education if these platforms would just let you perform with no not I'm not saying without any rules but with you know giving you the space to allow you to create the content to educate fully without any inhibitions
1: That's a great question. Um but see and I don't know because the problems we generally face are algorithms that are trained by those that might not be super gay-friendly. You know, these robots and, and these these platforms that are learning hashtags and learning words and auto-captioning your things incorrectly and then thinking you're saying something that you're not, you know, mm-hmm. um, they are learning and they're being taught to be more conservative because that's what pays the bills. Yeah. You know, that's what makes it family-friendly, quote-unquote. That's why we see... We see people that will, you know, accuse or not accuse. They'll react to and watch trans content and be really hateful. And they'll be fully monetized because it's reaction content. It's fun. It's engaging. It causes people to want to watch more. Whereas the gay people, the queer people are being restricted because they're being taught by
2: people and algorithms that they're bad. Yeah. Saying like, you're, a, you're a filthy pig and be taken to it. Well,
1: <laughs> then, the, then there's just, yeah, don't don't be rude to people, you know, but. No, I was being nice. That was, was a compliment. Uh, big, for some people, I've been building pig. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. calm down. Um, I think like that, that, don't you? I think that if we had more open platforms, it'd be different. But I don't know that if it would be better or worse because being open, being more open for the sex stuff might mean being more open for the very controversial conservative stuff. And that sometimes mm. is even worse than having open conversations about sex, you know? Right. So we play Aptically, this very fine
0: line that if we open the yeah. floodgates one way, we have to open the floodgates the other way too. And how much how much flooding do we actually want?
2: You, well, and hopefully you're wearing diapers when you flood. so Don't you worry. Don't create, you, don't, you don't create a mess.
0: <laughs> there you go. So my final question to you is, you know, for the ABDLs out there that may feel like, you know, I don't want to impose on kink spaces that have leather in it or have pups in it, but I still want to show up because, you know, I may be a pup and I may be into leather. It's just, I also like diapers. What advice do you have to people who want to be more proud or want to be more visible in the kink space, but, you know, proud of being wearing diapers?
2: Just do it. That's what what fetish events are for, to be proud of your fetish and and show it off. I don't,
1: if you feel like you're imposing i would i would ask why like what's making you feel like you're imposing and if it's another person being ignorant or, or gross to you then that's that's on them right um but also it, there's again a lot of overlap between that kind of assumed intent or imposition that was shared by the puppy community when we were, we were first kind of being more popular if you will because um there were people that say like oh well your p- puppies aren't real kinksters, they're just being playful and fun. Well, that kind of leads to a nice entry level for some people who want it to be a little bit more playful and fun. And then you might find that those people are some of the most, like, devious kinksters out there that turn into these huge tops that might be into, like, some really painful impact yeah. play and needles. And I've always said puppy is just a and, gateway kink. And, and, and ABDL can equally be that gateway for someone who might be a very, very, very serious player. And you kind of stomping on someone else's like entry level kink is really harmful to the community because that person might be a wonderful fundraiser or activist or person who gets, you know, change to happen in Congress. We've seen it before. And it comes from some of the most devious statistic little nerds, you know, um, so I, I so say just, just let your your kink flag fries.
2: And I'm old enough fly. to remember when 30 years ago. Uh, being into water sports and fisting were the extreme kinks that people kind of like, oh, well, you're into that. Um, but now have become so mainstream that it's mainstream, mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, but and and I think that ABDL is actually a natural addition to water sports. Um, so I think more people are leaning into it now. They don't have to clean their bathroom floors.
0: They're, they're good. Ex- exactly. I haven't cleaned my bathroom in a while. Um no, and uh, you bring up a very interesting point of it being gateway. I feel like for me, diapers were my first kink and then through that I found other kinks. So it's it almost feels like getting feels paddled like, and and, there you go, like and spanking yeah. a little yeah. bit. Um no, you're totally right. If if you're if you're more open, one kink can easily blend into the other. The question I have for you and I always ask this, do you feel as kinks become more mainstream they kind of lose their their edge a little bit right like i always say that pup play has now become so mainstream that it's kind of it's losing its little bit of edge to it right a little little bit of like uh i don't know what word to use i'm a baby but you know i hopefully you understand yeah and i understand understand, and i
2: just cited two examples water sports and fisting used to be that way now it's just commonplace why Uh, why do you feel that it's losing its edge? That's what I
1: want
0: to ask. I, you know, I guess you. It it reminds me of when I go to West Hollywood and I see all these people with harnesses on, and I kind of just take a step back and I'm kind of like,
2: you mean the you... harnesses?
0: Yeah. Like, do you actually enjoy wearing a harness or is this no different than like going to a store and buying like the hottest t-shirt? Like, well, to me, that that's... Well,
1: now it has become a fashion. No, yes. but that's the same mindset of like, well, they're not a real kinkster. They're right. a puppy. Right. In, in, my, in my own defense, I, I think that we are, too, we are too hard on people that look like they're new to the scene sometimes. Right. And again, some of those LA boys with just a, a neoprene or a spandex harness... Are some of the kinky motherfuckers out there yeah. and they get into some really extreme kinks but that has nothing to do with their appearance and their outward perspective as much as just their want to be involved in a community and I think that if we give some people a chance they'll find more, more interesting quote unquote gear that might entice you better but we have to let them grow we have to let them at their own pace Yeah, they have to crawl before they can run you know <laughs> the, right. diapers involved ABDL or should understand yeah <laughs> So i understand your question but like that that has a lot of similar at least feels to me as someone being like well you're not a real kinkster because you're into this thing give me a chance and i might be into other things you know
2: right. so right. let them
0: wear their harnesses yeah. and, and explore their leather fetish in in at the gay bride parade right or no a and cruise I, and i would never accuse someone of being like oh you're not kinky enough it, it's just sometimes yeah. i feel like when someone joins the scene they're like I'm going to buy this. And it's like, wait, 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 like do a little bit of research, okay. to, you know, We've like. We've all bought some terrible things, though.
1: We've all bought some terrible things getting into the scene our first time or thinking that it was a, like really nice gear.
2: And why is it bad if it becomes mainstream? What if everybody was kinky? Um, you bring up that a good thing. point. There you go. <laughs> I mean, that's actually a great thing. <laughs> Everyone's a little bit kinky
1: in some regard. But also to your question, like being being less or even more transgressive by posting stuff online makes it more accessible to people that might not know things existed. Mm -hmm. So while it might be more visible and therefore it's, oh, it's less fun because everyone knows about it. There's more people to play with. So we should be excited and and celebrating that so long as everyone's doing it responsibly and being respectful, you know, and not just posting it all over their Facebook to like trigger people. People post a lot of stuff all over the place. And I think the only time I ever see backlash is when somebody that's not part of that community happens to get something reblogged on their wall and then they're really pissy about it pun intended sometimes you know we saw a lot of the the, the furries going for the diaper lovers recently for whatever reason because somebody posted a thing that that got onto the wrong timeline you know and I, I, just, I wish people would just step back or or use your filters did you know you can block certain words on your own personal twitter do that
0: people before you start reblogging your terrible takes that are hateful you know Right. Yeah. Or, you know, it kind of goes back to like, don't yuck someone's yum. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. they can be multi kink, multi kinksters. They can like more than one kink. They can enjoy multiple things. Why do you have to if they repost someone in a diaper or they repost someone getting fisted and that's not your thing? Why you got to hate on them? Because people have hangups.
1: People get jealous. People project. And what someone's saying online generally has a lot more to to do with what they're going through, what they have to say than Mm -hmm. you enjoying the thing you enjoy and not harming anyone, you know? Like if you were causing harm by doing a thing, then we can talk about that. But a lot of those knee-jerk reactions just come from people that are insecure or are feeling like, oh, that's not, you shouldn't have fun because I'm not having fun sort of mentality is what I
0: see a lot online. Right, right. Well, thank you for answering all my questions in Newsy's Nook. I heard you may have questions for me regarding ABDL. I am happy to answer them.
1: Well, but people have to come on over to our podcast to hear those.
0: All right, there That's you go. So if you want to hear the answers, I guess go over to what's the safe <laughs> word.
1: But thank you so much for having us on today. Yeah, yeah this was a, a
2: good conversation. I feel fully grilled. And 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 thanks for uh, clearing up diaper gate. We're there not you calling go. it that. See, this I, I feel like no, people, I thought we should put a name I, to it. I,
1: I feel like people it makes things so much more big than they need to be. Someone had an opinion, I dispelled it, and then I was getting so many messages being like, Oh my god. Oh uh, ooh, drama. I'm like, no, it's not drama. I just wanna make sure y'all know it. I don't I don't hate people. Like
0: <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's just your resting bitch face. It's nothing more than that. Wow. Okay. Wow. And <laughs> with
1: that, so nice to be here. Oh novel, no. no.
0: Well, all right. <laughs> No, no, I, you know what? I, I, as someone who, as an, uh, as someone who makes content and is creating a podcast, when I saw you come out with that tweet, I was actually like very happy. I was kind of like, you know, that's very refreshing to see, you know, someone who isn't into a kink post saying, like, I support them. It's very cool. I might not support it, but I support them. And I think that is a sentiment that I hope is retweeted, so to speak. Each and every time when you see something that maybe isn't your isn't in your field that you're kind of like, you know what? I can appreciate it. I enjoy. Yeah, it. we all we all all learn things that we
1: might not want to learn or might not be into. But that doesn't change that you can be respectful of a thing. Like to, to assume that I am into every single kink just because we are sex educators that talk about kink would be so silly. And it's always it always surprises people. And I'm like, I'm not into this thing, but I totally get it. And they're like, how, though? How? And I think if there's anything to learn from this, it's just that like we can all coexist and be into our own things and be totally fine. Just because I don't like Star Wars doesn't mean I can't like Star Trek sort of thing. Uh, this is that's metaphor, metaphor. I like, I like wow. everything. The I like space. everything. Don't make those Don't offend the baby. <laughs> you can be into sci-fi, but not like Doctor Who, you know? I love Doctor okay. Who. I love Doctor don't make those faces. <laughs> Very expressive. <laughs> Thank you again for just having a nice open conversation there um, and for coming on to our podcast here shortly to answer some questions of our own.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. Make sure to check out What's the Safe Words podcast for an episode where I answer his followers questions about the ABDL fetish. All right, kiddos, I'm officially soggy. I gotta go change. See ya. Bye. Ha. It's no secret that I'm a mega soaker. Sometimes I just put on a diaper, drink a little water, and bam, I'm leaking all over the place. And I'm left thinking, is it me? Am I the soaker? And then I found North Shore's Mega Maxes. Have you seen them? They say they can last up to 12 hours. 12 hours, I know! And they come in a variety of colors, like white, pink, tie-dye, and blue. My favorites is blue. And the best part is, it's anti-odor, so I can be my little stinker self all I want. If you want to get your grabby hands on them, just look in the show notes of this episode. I got you. It's like what North Shore always says, be dry, be confident, be you.